Kyle, I have one recommendation for the audience today, and that is if you ever want to make sure you have to be on your game every single day without exception, without fail, you know what you should do? You should run a morning show. <laughs> you are kidding. <laughs> Look, if you want to wake up at 4.35 o'clock every single morning and know by, well, at least central, by 7.45, you got to be able to run? You gotta, you gotta do it. There, there's an element to like forcing yourself into like I have to do this. I have to do yeah. this. I have to pay attention to what's going on in the news. I have to pay attention to my team. I have to be ready to rock. I have to have the lights on. I have to have the sound ready. And then like you're off to the races, right? Once begun is half done. And you know us doing this show has really changed the way we approach the day for the better. Not that it, it's it easy. definitely has because everything. You know, we had a conversation with someone yesterday. It was like. So how many podcasts do you guys do a day? Somewhere in the like three to seven range. And they're like, <laughs> what? Even hearing that back. <laughs> like everything what? that happened yesterday happened plus three to seven podcasts. Well, yesterday right. was four, I think, yesterday. Exactly. And and really what it is is it's just like timing, understanding the content production schedule, getting the team aligned. Like we've got an epic team. The, the behind the scenes, you know, we got Nathan and Isaac on the on the, in the back end right now and then we've got other content producers that are pushing things backwards and forwards and and it's just it's becoming a, a machine, but it all is is predicated on this like morning energy. And no matter what time you get up, that morning energy is really really important. You know, there's something there's a there's um there's like a, a saying in survival like mentality where it's it's not that I'm always prepared right here that hey you always be ready for what's coming it's actually the mentality that you're never prepared I'm never prepared and that's how I feel that paying attention to the velocity of what's going on in the automotive industry you have to adopt the mentality that you're never really prepared you just have to go out there and play the game uh, so we're trying to play the game as best we can every day trying to play um, play a game that it includes as many people as possible and helps us all move forward together. Um, we have a Sodu, a SoduCon coming in hot. We say it every day. We still really want you to be there. The hotels are filling up. First one's full. Second one's got a lot of capacity still. So uh, get your tickets at asodocon.com. We are less than three weeks away. Actually, I think it's like 19 or 18 days, which seems completely bonkers. Wow. But we're fired up to make this the best event you've ever been to in your entire life. Um, yeah, so we are. We'll, we'll see, just, right? We'll see. I think it's going to be <laughs> someone. I don't know if you saw this, but someone compared this to like the Woodstock of automotive. And I don't know if that's <laughs> My, exactly a great be a few elements. We will not have at a soda con that they not did have at, at Woodstock. <laughs> uh, you but can use your imagination. going to be that energy, that, that shift and uh, super excited about it. Uh, South, the more South by today. Southwest of automotive. Let's call it that. There you go. I'll take the South by Southwest of automotive. Perfect. Uh, well, today we've got a couple other things happening outside of just the daily um, daily news that we'll roll into in just a second. We've got two more auto collabs podcast launching. Uh, two really great ones today. I mean, yeah, I can't really believe we put these ones. on the same day. Eric Hall um, of Classic Chevy, and then and then Tim Cox of Car Now. Just like out and out practical things that you can take away from each of those in your business. And so whether you listen on the podcast or, or watch live on any of the streaming platforms at noon and three, it's, it's a great way to spend the time. Also drum roll, please. I don't, I don't think we have one of those. Trigger. 
Pitch Tank is back today, <laughs> yes. and we are going full Throwing throttle. We've down. taken the summer off. The way we're going is this is a Pitch Tank championship. So uh, we've got six uh, companies the next two weeks competing to pitch live at a SoduCon. So the top two places each week on pitch and product will be live at a SoduCon to pitch their products and get that feedback and get the energy around the room. Uh, so if you're interested in just learning about some of the best tech in automotive, the newest tech, uh, you should be there. It's an hour that is well worth your time, whether you're a dealer or industry partner, to understand the way that industry partners and dealers can connect more to leverage uh, those relationships and create a better consumer experience. That's what we're doing with Pitch Tank, and it's going to be fire today. I, I can already hear the the chanting coming from inside the Pitch Tank live at a SoduCon. <laughs> like, I feel like someone's going to drop something there where I was going to be like, oh! Right, right. <laughs> like, so, I hope so. I hope it gets sideways. I, I, it's, <laughs> I think the chances of it not getting sideways are slim to none. Right. Knowing all exactly. the all the all of the incredible marketers in automotive from dealerships, all the incredible industry partners all crammed together in one kind of room that let's let's face it, the room that the pitch tank live is in at a SotoCon is actually one where the bull riding happens. It's the professional bull riding. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna put the loser on the bull. On the bull, <laughs> right? <laughs> so the venue is just like everything is around the center circle, and it's gonna be something, something uh, really to remember. And we're gonna catch it all on video. You know that's gonna yes, happen. Exactly. All right, let's talk about a little news today. Today is a little bit of an EV focus. Uh, some EV related things going on from around the country. Uh, first story: After the passage of the recent climate bill, the task of convincing drivers that EVs are a good idea is more daunting than ever. Is now the federal agencies have to make all those benefits that they just stumped on for the last three months. They're like, we actually have to convince people that that's a good idea now. Like we got it passed, high fives going around, um, definitely mixed opinions on whether or not that's good for us. And um, Gregory Pierce, co-director of the Luskin Center for Innovation at the University of California at Los Angeles says affordability is paramount. He said, it's gonna be a tough few years. There's just a shortage of EVs that most people can afford even after you stack all the incentives. That's Crazy. the first one. Okay, this is what I'm thinking about here is if you, like the last major change in automotive was when the car came to be. And it was going from horses to combustion Motor carriages, engine, correct. Right, motor carriages. Like the adoption curve and the level of education that was necessary at that time was way slower than the adoption curve that we're expecting is possible with EVs in the push from the government and the manufacturers asking customers to get educated enough to adopt this level of technology. You even think about the adoption curve. And if you've ever looked at like the curve of purchasing within the iPhone or smartphone devices, like it was, it's actually a long time before there was a large scale mass adoption, right? Like the early adoption. Easy to forget that in those first five to six years was actually pretty slow. The hockey stick curve took a, a much longer time. And, and so I think, you know, th this is really, this is really key. It's like, okay, now we've got all these things in place. We've got this bill. We've got every manufacturer. Well, most manufacturers saying this is going to happen. Now can the education catch up with the consumer in order for the mass adoption to take place at scale? So the education, right? This guy just talks about the affordability. The next is convenience. Robert uh, 
Fernet, who hand uh, who heads up the state's uh, West Virginia's chapter of Electric Auto Association, when asked if you can drive across West Virginia in an EV, he said it's just really tough. He said actually we advise people travelers to avoid West Virginia if they're in an EV because the wow. hills, the hills, and the lack of chargers. Right, right. He said there's there's there are some Tesla superchargers, but if you're not in a Tesla and you're just in an, another EV, you're out of luck. Right. Or you have to park for like two or three hours wow. to find somewhere to park. So, I mean, the article goes on. Uh, we quote, I think it's a Washington Post article. It goes on the site, numerous everyday consumers from all walks of life. It's very interesting. If you go to the show notes, uh, read it because there's a lot of consumer commentary in there. A lot of different perspective on why consumers are hesitant. They're like, I don't know if it's for me. And, and actually, when um, one of the people says, when you say we're going to save the environment, that actually triggers a lot more skepticism that the product or the solution is going to be convenient or affordable. Wow. Right? So it's nice to say it. It's nice to tweet it. It's nice to put a banner or badge up on your social media platform. But these consumers are like, yeah, when we hear that, actually, we're like, yeah, that's for someone else to do. I'll keep recycling my bottles. (laughs) Wow. That's nuts. So, hey. That's wild. Words are easy. It's easy to sell something. But when it comes time to delivery, we'll see what actually happens happens um speaking of things actually happening hey there you go segway time there you go see that (laughs) so a (laughs) honda sony collab we're gonna call it a collab will be bringing a new ev offering to the high-end ev market by 2025 and they called it very uniquely sony honda mobility Uh, man (laughs) someone someone spent some time on that (laughs) I, i bet there was some time spent on like which name goes first how do they decide that? <laughs> like, was there, you know, like two Japanese companies? Which I wonder if there's the, like a, if which like, one's the, yeah. It's like, ah, <laughs> uh, dang, Sony's first, right? So Sony Honda Mobility is expected to plan, design, and develop and sell EVs, but the organization will not own or operate manufacturing facilities. So it's like these two formed a conglomerate, or not a conglomerate, like a side business. And this business is going to design and develop. Honda's going to manufacture the models. Sony's going to develop the, the platform which is really exciting, right? Because Honda Honda knows how to build stuff really well. And Sony knows how to make stuff awesome. If you don't believe me, then you don't have any kids because you know what the PlayStation has done for your household. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I I think that thinking about Sony as the experience side of this, like we talked about with, um, I think it was GM last week and the the infotainment system across automotive. Like that's not automotive strong suit. So to see a, a, a... an entertainment system, an entertainment company coming into automotive in this way, I think is extremely key for the way that people engage these large devices, which is what the car is becoming, which is just a large device. Um, uh, another name, you got, did you get this name? Izumi. You got, you got the pronunciation? Yeah, Izumi, Izumi. Kawanishi. There got it is. This, the Japanese ones I can do. A, son, a Sony Honda Mobility representative, the director and president and CEO of executive vice president of Sony, that's a whole long that title, by the way. That is a real way. long title. I was like, there's a translation thing there. <laughs> Said, by combining the many strengths of Sony and Honda, we intend to accelerate development and lead the evolution of mobility by realizing mobility as an emotional space rooted in safety and security and the related services. I love that. I know. I did. I had the like, same reaction when I read for a that minute. the first you, time. In you're just, space. yeah, you're like, Oh my goodness. So the, so the vehicle where you spend a significant amount of time of your, of your day, like some people 
45 hour, hour and a half in their vehicle is a, a potentially like emotional space that they're thinking about the type of safety, the type of security, even the type of engagement that they have with that vehicle and the technology in it is important to the way that you assume brand, uh, you know, like your your level of attachment to the brand or the feeling that you get when you're inside the car. Um, that I, I think thinking of a vehicle in that way is going to be so sticky. Absolutely. And and for a company like Honda to do that in, in, a, in a brand that already has a very, very high retention score is lights out. Uh, you know what I thought of when, when he said, you know, safety, security, and emotional space. Two things. Number one, Dodge creating a very different version of an emotional space, right? With mm, their, with their new one, right? But he's talking about safety, security. And what it got me into is video game mode. You know when you're on the menu screen, whether it's like the Nintendo Wii or the PlayStation, and it's got this kind of ethereal mentality to it. The music's kind of, yep. you know, just, you just feel like you're kind of like in this space right you're now. Kind where of I can choose. Yeah. Can you imagine if car had like menu screen mode where you get in and it kind of puts you in a thing? I was like, no one's ever done that, but I think Sony's going to pull it off. The bottom line to all of this is that cars wow. are no longer just cars. We have to rethink them very, very differently. Thinking, speaking of rethinking things. Segway. Time. Okay, we thought we would give you a <laughs> peek behind the curtain of Tesla's new update that we were talking about the other day. We focused uh, the other day when we covered it on the price increase of the full self-driving mode from $12,000 to $15,000. However, there are some other things that came out with the update that we thought were really, you know good to mention just to expand your horizons on what is happening in the EV infotainment system mode. Um, so uh, the, the whole thing, the whole update, it really was like a big code update to full self-driving along with the right. price in increase, you know, and the subscription for that is the same, still $199 a month. However, a bunch of the other updates were really customizable, you know, upgrades to the Tesla owning experience, primarily cloud-based profiles. So, so smart. Right, so now Actually, if you're driving a Tesla, that you get might another be worth the price alone because you're like, if I'm going to stay with this vehicle, then I don't have to do the whole reset, the whole like redo of all of my settings or all the apps that I've included in this thing. Yeah. Um, and if you have really multiple sick. Teslas or, you know, we know Tesla has a recent agreement with Hertz for a bunch of rental cars. Hertz bringing, you know, EV rentals to the front line of the rental space. Now, a lot of those are Teslas. So plug you get in Tesla. Boop, boop, boop. It just knows That's it's my profile. you. And all your seats, your settings, your mirrors, everything goes, your driving behaviors, your patterns, probably some tweaks that happen with the drivetrain based on, on patterns. Um, so that's cool. It also added the ability to customize several features in the car, like the blind spot mirror. Now you can put it anywhere in, in the vehicle's onboard displays that you want. Um, also, a silent sentry mode. If you don't know what sentry mode is, it's pretty awesome. And, you know, it basically protects itself. The car defends itself. And when people yeah. are around it, it'll honk. It'll give light flashes. It'll turn all yep. the cameras on. And now that could be uh, quiet. So really the point, the point is the I, same I, point. I want to, I want to real quick. There, there was a comment on our post on social regarding the, this original update. And uh, just to add some context to like the way that Tesla users are experiencing this is they're actually getting these, you know, if you get like an app and it's saying you got a free app and you got the option to upgrade it to the premium for $399, right? Tesla is pushing these notifications into the car. And this person was like, I get that like 
minor anxiety. Like, should I do it every time I get in the car? Right. Like you're getting prompted for a, for a $15,000 update an, when you just enter added your a nine, car. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So he's so, saying, yeah. you know, as, as opposed to the last story where Sony is saying, Hey, that's, it's this safety, security, emotional experience. That comment is like, it's the wrong kind of emotion. I'm getting prompted. Right. Like, I don't want anxiety. Should I do this? Am I going to FOMO? Like, where is that line between it's too much, not enough? However, like the heated seat thing, right? It's like, hey, it's three degrees out. You want a warm right. butt? Boom. <laughs> right? Done. Heated seats on. Oh, the yes. point of this is it all comes back to the same. Cars are no longer just cars anymore. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, oh, there's one more thing. Oh was it something just came and went from my mind i thought it was relevant i guess it wasn't really but there you go there's your shot for the morning hopefully it got you going like it got us going we have a lot of work to do hey if you haven't follow us on linkedin follow us so too on linkedin lots of good conversation there <laughs>